Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee LaValle McKenna, and I bring my 30-plus years as a recovering addict and ex-crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about ego, particularly the difference between healthy ego and unhealthy ego. We could also understand this as the difference between the authentic self and the idealized or mask self. Each of us is a unique body-mind-spirit configuration. You are the only you there will ever be. And I've come to believe that bringing our most authentic self into the world is the most important work that we do in this human life. I love the idea that all of life is made up of consciousness, including us, that what we experience as reality, particularly in the material world, is consciousness experiencing itself in a million billion forms, that we are part of the larger consciousness system, indivisible from it, but uniquely participating in it. And every blade of grass, every grain of sand, every bird, beast, tree, and human are all unique participants in this unfathomably complex dance of cosmic consciousness. And from this perspective, the healthy ego, or authentic self, is experienced as a particular individual form. And there are many philosophies or religions that understand that form arises from the formless. Deep Buddhism, a lot of consciousness studies and the idea of non-duality speak to this. I did a podcast on non-duality if you want to learn more about that, number 51. But the world of form is not a design flaw. In fact, the dualities that we experience in ordinary reality, like pleasure and pain, desire and aversion, I believe are a roadmap for evolution. And my own perspective is that consciousness itself is ever-evolving and that our own personal evolution or devolution of consciousness participates in that process because we're indivisible from it. And I think healthy ego is kind of like the boundary of our self, that I do have a form here and a personality. Again, my own quirky broken, brilliant configuration of body, mind, emotions, spirit, relationality that I move or drag through the world, bumping into other things all the time. Although on the plane of ultimate reality, I am ever connected with the life force, just as is the tree, the sun, my dog. We are interrelated in what the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh calls interbeing, I breathe the oxygen in from the tree, breathe out carbon dioxide that it takes in. I feed my dog and she gives me love, but I am not the tree and I am not my dog. I am myself. And my relationship with myself and how I view it in relation to the rest of material reality is the difference between a healthy or an unhealthy ego. And we could think about healthy or unhealthy ego as a Goldilocks problem, a size issue. And if my sense of proportion in the world is too small or too big, then it's not functional. But when I have an appropriate sense of myself in relation to the world and those around me, 
When I'm right-sized, then I'm more functional. My participation in the cosmic dance is smoother, enjoyable, creative, interesting. There's a concept in Taoism called Wu Wei, W-U-W-E-I, and it's a state of alignment or effortless action. It's when we're in the flow of life. The idea that we're participants in a giant drama and we all have a part to play. And from my experience, that pleasure-pain continuum that we all experience of suffering and joy gives me information about when I'm participating well and when I need to correct what's happening. It's a constant feedback loop. I don't believe in predeterminism, that there's a path that's already been laid before me that I need to follow. I like the idea that God takes it one day at a time. But my experience is there seems to be kind of an optimal path for me to travel. The sidewalk's pretty wide, but having fallen into the gutter more than once, it feels good when I get my feet back on the path. Whatever that is for each of us. And it is unique to each of us. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong from the cosmic perspective. Again, if we're all aspects of consciousness experiencing itself, whatever my experience is, gives consciousness an experience. And from the meta perspective, I think it all comes out in the wash. But we can't get away from this pleasure-pain continuum. Now, Buddhism talks about attachment and aversion being the root of suffering. And you could say the purpose of Buddhism is to outgrow or relieve suffering by waking up to the true nature of reality. But I'm not enlightened, nor does one have to be to find peace and fulfillment in a human life right now. The idea of being right-sized, having a healthy ego, remains a very important and active part of my own wu-wei, walking down the sidewalk of life experience. And when my unhealthy ego, my either overinflated or underinflated sense of myself, is active, it tends to cause problems for myself and in my relationship with others and the world at large. That's the suffering as information piece. So the unhealthy ego can take lots of different forms. It can be an overinflated sense of self-importance, an immature, idealized version of myself that is incapable of seeing its flaws, which is generally hallmarked as being rigid, selfish, defensive, controlling, often overestimating my skills and capacities, having a hard time with not getting my way, with other people not doing what I want. The unhealthy ego is very defensive in the face of constructive criticism, can't tolerate failure, and generally has a false sense of separateness or overimportance that generally thinks it's better than others in one way or another. An unhealthy ego in the other direction, the underdeveloped, underinflated ego, is the person that plays too small. They don't take enough responsibility when I am not able to own the gifts and talents that I actually have. The overinflated, unhealthy ego is false pride, and the unhealthy, underinflated ego is what I call false humility. If I think I'm the worst of the worst, I'm victimized by the world, a sense of unworthiness, hopelessness, helplessness, the unhealthy ego tends to skew one direction or the other, either in this kind of 
rigid pride and attachment to this idealized self-image that can't look at its own faults or where it needs to grow, or the other end, this kind of miserable, lowly worm, I'm the worst that ever lived kind of attitude of self-hatred and self-rejection and feeling like everything's my fault. And humans are complicated, and it's not unusual to have a mix of both. And in fact, becoming conscious of our overinflation or underinflation can be a really direct path to finding that balance in the middle. I love spending time in nature because I find it to be an incredibly practical, tangible, and direct experience of being right-sized. When I'm in the forest, in the desert, at the ocean, I experience myself as being part of something, just like each tree is an important part of the forest. Each wave's an aspect of the ocean. Each pebble belongs in the desert, but none is more important than the other. Again, this idea of interbeing, that we are affected by the world around us and that we affect the world. And my healthy ego understands that I do have a part to play here. And my unhealthy ego thinks I either need to run the show or I don't have permission to participate in it. That I'm either in charge or overly responsible. Or there's some unique unfairness that things work out for everyone except me two kind of polar types of self-centeredness. For my 50th birthday, I took a five-day retreat in New Mexico, one of my favorite places. And I don't know if I'll make it to 100, but 50 felt like about a halfway point. There are some cultures that believe you aren't a full adult till you're 50. And I'm going to tell you I kind of agree with that. But I took that retreat hoping to set the intention for what I wanted this last phase of my life to be. I love the silence and the emptiness, the spaciousness of the desert and the ancient wisdom of this place that very obviously used to be an ocean and the unfathomable immensity of change that happens over time. But anyway, what came out of that solo retreat was a very clear idea that I am here to be myself, that it was time to be done with how I thought you wanted me to be trying to please other people to get them to like me or love me or do what I want, that I was here to be Renee, the most authentically me that I could be. And I will say that that's true for all of us, that we are here to be ourself. And unfortunately, many of us either don't realize, don't get the support, or just don't have the opportunity to do that and to trust that who I am, which is probably more of an unfolding verb than it is some solid noun, but that who I am, my healthy ego, is the most important thing I can be. And to find the courage and the power to be able to bring it into the world as honestly, as purposefully, and as effectively as I can. And that my unhealthy ego generally stops that from happening because I'm more concerned with power and appearances than I am in being of service to this life force of which I am a part. And it is from that perspective that I have come to the decision to self-reveal as openly as I do on this podcast and in the rest of my life. I heard a story of the Jewish rabbi who went to God and asked to be shown the meaning of life. And he was given two tablets, and one tablet read, You are my most unique, beloved, and perfect creation. And the other tablet read, You are nothing but dust and ashes. 
and both are equally true. And if we only hold one of those tablets, that's unhealthy ego. And when we can hold them both at the same time, then we are right-sized. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, consider sharing it with a friend, subscribing, or leaving a good review. If you'd like to find out how spiritual psychology might benefit you in your life or learn more about my three-month mentorship program, shoot me an email, info at reneemckenna.com. My book is finally available in audio version on Audible, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing. If you don't belong to Audible, send me an email and I can send you the download of the book for free. That's only available if you're not already an Audible member. Deep gratitude to my supporters on Patreon. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaValle McKenna for Spiritual Psychology.